Caffeine Nights Books. Bite-sized content from the world of books for people on the go. Espresso shots, news, reviews, interviews. Hi, and welcome to Caffeine Nights Books, Espresso Shots. This is the very first podcast from Caffeine Nights Publishing. So let's lay our stall out early so you know what to expect. We want to keep things short, snappy and entertaining. Most of all, we want to keep this fun. And we are happy to have your feedback and also for you to engage in the show. More about how you can do this later. In today's show, we have a two-minute interview with Charlie Wade, author of Seven Days. We also have the irrepressible Gary Bushell, pulp fiction crime writer, music journalist and TV pundit extraordinaire. He'll be describing his latest novel, the crime thriller, Face Down, in only 45 seconds. Author Nick Quantrill, described as Hull's answer to Ian Rankin, will be giving his one-minute review of one of his favourite books. Plus, we'll be having a snapshot of the latest releases and all the news for book lovers everywhere. In chapter and verse today, crime writer Harry Dunn will be reading from his novel, Smile of the Viper. For a bit of fun, we're asking people to send us a Twitter review of any book. That's a book review in 140 characters, and if it's good enough, we'll read it out in our next podcast and post a tweet via our Caffeine Nights Twitter account. Remember to follow us and see if we can make your review viral. So, on with the show. Two-minute interview. Today's two-minute interview is with Charlie Wade, author of the crime thriller Seven Days. I'm Charlie Wade. I live on the edge of the Peak District in Derbyshire, and I've written three short books and several short stories. My crime novel, Seven Days, was released last June. Why did you set Seven Days in the heart of London's financial district? Well, originally, Seven Days was about a contract killer whose first job was to take out a banker. While I was writing it, it evolved into a, a different book. Main character's name's Jim, and his first hit failed when his victim had a heart attack. As the hit had failed, the man who ordered the hit wasn't impressed and expected Jim to repay his advance of £10,000. And again, we wait to pay it. As Jim was in London, I figured for change that maybe he should make the banking community bail him out. Was crime writing a natural draw, or have you been tempted to write other genres? Well, I started off writing comedy, in particular a comedy spy thriller that ended up as a huge 150,000-word book. But I've also written a lot of short stories over the years. But when I wrote a crime short story for a competition, I had um, a great time writing it. That was when I first had a rough idea behind Seven Days. I think it's sort of the suspense element of crime I like writing. You know, you have to keep the story progressing, but also lay foundations and clues for the ending. Who influences Charlie Wade, the author? Well, I first started writing about 20 years ago and I'd been reading a lot of Sherlock Holmes and Irving Welsh at the time and I decided to try my, my own hand at short stories. Over the years I've started and stopped writing a few times but I always go back to short stories. Um, my favourite other authors are Stephen King and Ian Rankin um, but I do read a lot of crime novels. Thank you, Charlie. Seven Days is available in paperback and ebook from All Good Online and High Street Bookstores. Priced at £8.99 for the paperback and from 77 pence for the ebook. ISBN number 9781907565397. It's also available to download and read in our wonderful app. 
One Minute Review. Today's One Minute Review comes from crime writing novelist Nick Quantrill, author of the Joe Garrity books Broken Dreams, The Late Greats, and The Crooked Beat. One of my favourite crime authors is Ian Rankin, and I recently read his latest, his latest Reavers novel, The Saints of the Shadow Bible. And in this, uh, we see Reavers back busted down to DS level and desperately trying to just keep on the positive keep his job because he's a man driven by his work. And he meets his nemesis, Malcolm Fox, who launches an investigation to Reavers for something that he did, going back sort of 30 years when he was part of a gang in CID called The Sense of the Shadow Bible. And this gang of kind of police officers didn't really abide by the law particularly, instead choosing to sort of abide by their own moral code. Uh, and the novel is essentially about you know, which side of the law Reavers really on, especially when these, when these sort of people come back to him as part of a corruption investigation, expecting help from him. You know, we, we really find out something about Reavers in this novel. Is he really a proper good police guy, or is he one who's prepared to walk the line? Saints of the Shadow Bible is published by Orion Publishing and available in ebook and paperback. Prices of the ebook start from £6.49 and paperback from £7.99. Coming up, your book in 45. Today we have Gary Bushell describing his blistering pulp fiction noir face down in only 45 seconds. Vicious vigilante serial killer brings carnage to Kent. He seems to be taking his cues from a notorious right-wing newspaper columnist with political ambitions. The cops approach celebrity prisoner, former gangland boss Johnny Baker, a.k.a. Johnny 2, to act as their bait. Johnny agrees, but only if his nemesis, Harry Tyler, the man who put him inside, is part of the action. This puzzles investigating officers because, like most people, they believe that Harry's dead. The bait works, but the trap itself does not, leaving Harry and Johnny in a new kind of hell. Face Down is published by Caffeine Nights Publishing and available in ebook from all good online stores and paperback, priced from £8.99 for the paperback and from £1.50 for the ebook. Paperback ISBN is 9781907. 565540 News Shot News this week surrounds the fallout between Harper Collins and Kindle Sensations Mark Edwards and Louise Voss. The pair were self-published sensations when the money bills rang in HarperCollins' ears, who immediately pounced on them, signing them up for a six-figure advance back in 2011. Two years down the line, and the pair have parted with the publisher, citing major differences. Mark Edwards turned to his Facebook page to state, HarperCollins never spent a penny marketing or promoting us. They expected their legions of fans to buy our paperbacks after they'd already bought the e-book, without making any attempt to find us new readers. By the time the new titles came out, they had given up on us. A spokesperson for HarperCollins said, We were thrilled to acquire Catch Your Death and hoped that Mark and Louise's legion of word-of-mouth fans would prove to be a loyal readership that would follow them through to the physical book sales and to their subsequent titles. Sadly, despite great support from both the supermarkets and the high street, that hasn't happened. Chapter and Verse In chapter and verse today, we have Harry Dunn sitting in a comfy chair, reading from his Jack Barkley novel, Smile of the Viper. 
Approaching the perimeter, he switched off the lights, slowed to a halt, and reversed to within six feet of the weather-beaten brick wall. The only sounds were the ticking of his cooling engine and the distant hum of night traffic on the M4. He turned around in the cab of the 4x4 and retrieved a pair of overshoes and his industrial gloves. Pulling the low-beam torch from the door pocket, he slid his feet into the rubber shoes before stepping out. He soft-clicked the door after him and moved to the rear of the vehicle. Raising the tailgate, he slid out two lightweight stepladders and placed one against the cemetery wall. He stood on the first rung and lifted the second ladder over the top, leaning against the other side. Stepping off, he turned and reached inside the rear of the vehicle. He slid out the bag body, grunting with the effort, as he hoisted it onto his right shoulder. Within a minute, he had clambered up and over the wall, moving swiftly across the turf to the fresh grave, dumping the bag next to the raised mound of earth and its small temporary wooden cross. He retraced his steps and returned in the same trotting motion with a long-handled spade under his right arm and a tarpaulin under the other. Spreading the sheet out on the left-hand side of the grave, he removed three bouquets of flour and a small cross and placed them carefully behind him. The sweat collected under his arms and he began rhythmically moving the topsoil onto the ground sheet. He worked quickly, removing three feet of loose earth, as if on cue, he stopped digging, lay down the spade, and using his feet, rolled the body bag into the shallow grave, barely above the coffin which had been laid to rest only hours earlier. He quickly refilled the hole and placed the flowers and cross exactly where they had been, standing back to catch his breath and examine the scene in the torchlight. Satisfied, the earthman looked exactly as it would have done to the cemetery's resident gravediggers when they left it twelve hours ago. He pulled the four corners of the tarpaulin together and dragged the surplus soil to the stepladder and over to his vehicle. Fit as he was, he stopped, bending forwards with his hands resting on his knees, breathing deeply to restore his oxygen levels. He went back for the spade and made a last slow sweep with penetrating eyes to ensure he had left the grave as he found it. Satisfied, he moved swiftly and silently back to the wall and pulled the ladder up behind him. Climbing over the wall, he placed his gear into the back of the vehicle next to the tarpaulin and removed his gloves and overshoes, stuffing them into a canvas holdall. The land cruiser moved slowly away from the cemetery and rejoined the narrow lane which eventually fed into the motorway towards London. The rhythms of the night had barely been disturbed in the 43 minutes the disposal had taken his fastest time yet. Thank you, Harry. Smiler the Viper is available in paperback from £8.99, ISBN 9781 907 565 The e-book is available from all good online stores from £1.50. New Shot Author Lynn Shepard deserves a Darwin Award for killing her own career as a crime novelist following a disastrous blog on the Huffington Post. Shepard called for author J.K. Rowling to stop writing to allow other authors a room to breathe, complaining that Rowling sucked the oxygen 
from the entire publishing and reading atmosphere. Sour grapes, most definitely. J.K. Rowling can write as many genres as she wishes and under as many pseudonyms as she cares. And Miss Shepard should have been advised, or at least thought twice, about upsetting J.K. Rowling's legion of loyal fans, many of whom have gone straight to Amazon to leave a plethora of one-star reviews against Shepard's books, sending them into the twilight zone in terms of rankings. Shepard went on to say, Rowling has no need of either the shelf space or the column inches, but other writers desperately do. By all means, keep writing for kids or for your personal pleasure. I would never deny that to anyone, but when it comes to the adult market, you've had your turn. Shepard will have to work hard to recover from this train wreck of a decision to post what can only be described as a boo-hoo moment. Mummy, she's getting all the limelight and I'm getting none. Well, Lynn, you are now in the spotlight, but somehow I think you will see that your next royalty check will highlight the foolishness of this naive decision to be provocative. Your reviews from the front line. Our first review from the front line is by Jacques Gazard on Amazon.co.uk and it's for Snow Kills by R.C. Bridgestock. This is a five-star review. D.I. Dillon is back and thank heavens for that. We love crime writing in this house and the fact that this feels as though detail and correct procedures matter. Well, it's an added bonus to a story well told. There is always a great backbone to a Bridgestock novel, and Snowkills is no exception, so enjoy another weaving of detective magic. Roll on TV and film, we say. Now that's a thumbs up. Snowkills by R.C. Bridgestock is published by Caffeine Nights Publishing and is available in paperback from £8.99 and ebook from £1.59. ISBN 9781907565. Sleepless Saturday. Get some free ebooks and bargains every Saturday in our Caffeine Nights Books app. Download our free app for Apple and Android. Over 30,000 great crime and horror titles from your favorite authors. Subscribe to our newsletter or download our free app at caffeine-nights.com. That just about wraps up this first podcast from Caffeine Nights Publishing. We'll be back soon with more news, reviews and interviews. In the meantime, though, don't forget, we want your book review tweets. 140 characters reviewing one of your favourite books or even one of your lesser favourite books. The way to do this is to get in touch with us via our own Twitter account, which is at Caffeine Nights. Or you can email us, info at caffeinenights.com, with your tweets and we'll read the best ones out, and we'll also post them and see if we can make them viral. We also have a new segment coming in the show called In the Electric Chair, where you can pose questions to some of the authors we have lined up for interview. That's something we'll talk about in the next podcast. In the meantime... Thanks for listening. Enjoy your books, and stay lucky. 
This podcast was brought to you by Caffeine Nights Publishing and Caffeine Nights Books app with help from our friends at freesfx.co.uk.